Charlia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. It feels like it's been longer than a week since I sat down and recorded it, but it hasn't. This week has just been one of those weeks that felt like it could have been years. For so many reasons, I feel like I changed a lot this week. I feel like Monday just feels like forever ago and I feel like I learned so many things this week about myself, about this world. Anywho, I hope you have all had a good week. Hope you've learned something. I hope you took some time out of your week to have fun, do something fun, random, spontaneous. I hope that you celebrated a friend this week. I hope that you championed someone and encouraged someone, inspired someone. I'm sure you inspired someone. People think that they're not inspiring, but honestly, everybody is inspiring in their own way. As long as you're doing your best to be your best, I can promise you that you are inspiring to someone. Start of this episode, I wanted to take a few minutes, a little while, to just do some of the things that we used to do and some old episodes like gratitude and um, things like that. So I'm just going to give you some time. I think gratitude is so special and just really helps reframe and refocus our mindset and our perspective for the day. So I'm just going to pause for a minute or a couple of 30 seconds or whatever. And I would love if you thought of three things that you're grateful for or three things that have made you smile in the past 24 hours or however long. Thank you so much for doing that and I hope it brought a bit of a smile to your face as well while you thought of things that you were grateful for. Something I'm grateful for is leadership and the ability to lead and I've had those opportunities within my school environment and church environment and everywhere else. The new school captains and leaders are getting announced tomorrow uh, so I'll be finishing up my role kind of as a leader soon. So it's just made me extra grateful for all the moments and opportunities that I've had. I'm also super grateful for cute kids because I feel like they just make everything better and they just make you smile and make you more thankful for the world around you. And I am so thankful for good books. Ah, oh my goodness. I ordered two books this week and they've come. One is called Man's Search for Meeting by Viktor Frankl, who was a guy who lived in Auschwitz concentration camp and also another concentration camp. And it's all about how he remained really grounded and mindful and like, learned to just take it a day at a time and still remain somehow happy and content throughout it all. So I'm very much looking forward to that one. And another one called Seamless, which is all about putting the Bible together as one seamless story. Because the Bible is a one book full of many, many books, many, many chapters written by many, many different authors over many, many, many different years. Are you sick of the word many yet? And this book, Seamless, is all about helping us connect it into one story of redemption and hope and sadness, and trials, and triumph, and victory. So very much excited for that one as well. And a friend gave me some books this week too, which was sweet. So I've got all of my readings sorted for me for the next month, which I love. I think that was three gratitudes. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for listening to me share a little bit. Um, Gratitude really is special. Something that I've been trying to do a lot this week, a lot the past few months, is take and put aside really intentionally, put aside time to rest, Get grounded, reflect, do a meditation, pray, read a book, journal, whatever works for you. 
I've been really trying to do that. So almost every afternoon this past week, I either did coloring in and listened to a podcast or a meditation, or I went for a walk and stopped along the way and read a book or did a meditation, etc. And that has been so helpful for me to help me get grounded. And I've used the word grounded so many times, but it's true. It helped me just get grounded, refresh my mind, remember that everything isn't so big and bad as what you think it is, and that in the end of the day, you really will be okay, and it'll all work out the way it's supposed to. And I've been telling myself that just as much as I think any of you might need to hear it. So today's episode is a lot about what I've been learning as a whole this year. And a lot of it is kind of seen in a Christian light, but I think you can find ways to apply it to you, you and yourself and your own life, regardless of what you believe. But I've had a lot of breakthroughs in my faith and my faith really does help me in my everyday life, just helps me to feel more peace, um, to help me to realize that Jesus won the victory and that he is my hope and my source of joy. But in this episode, I'm also going to talk a lot about trying to change that overachiever mindset that some of you might have and that I definitely have, trying to change our narrative around success and what society tells us is success and what society tells us is important. So I definitely think you should listen and I believe there's something in this episode for everybody. Okie dokie. So I've talked a lot about on this podcast a little bit about how this year I have struggled with anxiety and just a lot of emotions and uh, struggled with being able to control my emotions and ground myself, struggled to keep on coming back to God as my source of comfort and my peace. And a lot of this was due to burnout and trying to carry all of the world's problems on my shoulders for far too long. Problems of friends and family and literally the world and what was happening in other countries, things with COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe some of you can relate to that. Just feeling like you're trying to carry everything, trying to carry too much for too long. And I was putting it all on my shoulders and eventually I did crumble at the start of this year. And since then, it's just been trying to do the work of putting myself back together slowly and surely. And it's hard work and it's slow, slow work, but it's good work and it's necessary work. And I keep reminding myself that I've got to learn this lesson. It's hard. It's tiring. I'm sure there's a way that I could skim through this and pretend I don't need to learn any of these lessons but I need to remind myself to do it the hard way. Don't take any shortcuts. Learn the lesson. I remember once someone talking to me about how your life is a connect the dots story. And when you're moving from number one to number two or from 25 to 26, it might not quite make sense. And some of those dots might be more painful or hard or challenging than the others, but you need to connect all of the dots to make the final beautiful picture. I've been telling myself that a lot this year. Do it the hard way. Connect the dot. Just do it. Learn the lesson now and it'll help you out in the future later. And I guess I felt like I was doing this and I was kind of struggling and running my treadmill, just trying to get somewhere and learn this lesson and feel better and live sustainably. And I still did just not feel like I was free. I did not feel like I was living a free life or that I had calmness or I could ground myself easily and have any control over my own emotions. Until I went away for the weekend and saw some extended family. And in that time, I really took the time to ground myself, remember what love and peace and family feels like, uh, to get some perspective and to remember the bigger picture that life is not just about school. It's not just about getting good grades or feeling good or how many steps you did that day. It's about so much more than that. And also while I was up there, my grandparents reminded me that just because The past two months has been hard doesn't mean that you shouldn't hope that the next two months should be better. For me this year, I have not enjoyed school and I keep on saying to myself, 
it's just going to be a hard year. It's just going to be a bad year, a hard year, but I've just got to get through it and then I'll be out and then I'll be done. My grandparents are like, Talia, you should have more hope and more faith and be less negative than that. Like you can enjoy it the rest of the year. Have hope for the rest of the year that your mindset will change, get better, that you can enjoy the year, that you can have true joy uh, and fully find hope and excitement in the year and everything that you're learning. That regardless of if it's hard, remember that you are learning something. Flip your mindset. Don't just say, oh, this is hard. This is bad. Be like, even here, I am learning something. I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning good habits. I'm learning to persevere. I'm learning to be resilient. All of those things. And I was kind of nodding my head being like, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to do those things. Like, okay, okay. Like, but it is just hard. Why can't I just accept that it's hard? But no, you shouldn't just accept for a whole year that you're going to feel kind of bad. Anyway. I came home and I went to my youth service that night at the church that I go to, which I love. And it was all about the Bible verse. I wish I had my phone. I think it's 1 John chapter 5, verse 5 to 6 or something. And it's all about living the victory and how our our faith is the victory that has overcome the world. And like, dear brothers and sisters, love as God has loved you. All of those words, all the Christianese terms. But as I was talking about this and reflecting on this and reflecting on how Christians are always like, God, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I have so much peace in my life because I have faith. I have so much hope in my life because I have faith. I have victory because Jesus died and rose again on the cross. I felt really bad because I was like, I I don't feel like I'm living in the victory. I don't feel like I can claim peace easily. I don't necessarily feel like I have hope every day. And if you feel similarly, it's okay. But what someone pointed out that day was you just have to keep on reminding yourself that the victory has already been won. God has won the victory. Jesus did die and rise again and he has won the victory. He is the Prince of Peace. That's just there for us to claim it. And I was like, cool, sounds good. How? Like, I don't get it. What do you want me to do? I feel like I am saying that stuff. They're like, just say it to yourself. Whenever you feel sad, whenever you're crying, whenever you can't seem to control your emotions, just remind yourself, victory has already been won. God is good. Like, I can claim this calm. I can claim this peace. They said, and the more that you remember that Jesus died, that he loves you, that he rose again, that it's all good. And whatever you believe, whatever you want to keep on speaking over yourself and reminding of yourself, whatever works for you, keep on doing that. But remembering for me that, hey, the victory has been won. I can have hope. The hope's there. I just got to claim it. And I don't have to do anything to deserve that. I don't have to do anything to earn that. I can just step into it and I can write remember on the palm of my hand and that'll help me all throughout the day. Then that is good. And I was like, okay, the the stones are starting to click together. That is so not a phrase, but I think you all know what I mean. Things are starting to fall into place. I get it. But I still don't fully get it because I still can't control my emotions. I feel like I still am crying. I still get like anxiety. I don't understand. And then a friend from the cafe that I work at, we met there, um, was talking to me and I was sharing some of this and what I'd been learning. She goes, yeah, but Talia, even if it doesn't feel like you're living in the victory and even when your emotions don't necessarily show that, you have to remember that you know you are living in a victory and you have to know that and declare that and cling to that and believe that for yourself even if you don't feel that because your emotions can lie to you. They're not telling you the truth or maybe they're telling you a small part of the truth. But you have to cling to what you know. So when your emotions or when your self-conscious is telling you that you're ugly, that you're unlovable, that you're never going to equate to anything, that you're not worth anything, 
that's what your emotions are saying and they are lying to you and you have to know and be sure of the fact that you are loved, you are beautiful, you have a purpose and you are enough and you need to cling to that and declare that over yourself rather than anything else. And that was really, really, really put into practice for me this week. We got our ATAR prediction scores on Monday. Well, I got mine on Monday. So for those who don't go and live in Australia or don't aren't familiar with the new system, ATAR scores is your exit score. Um, it's like your OP or, and it's your final score for graduating high school and it's what helps you get into universities and things like that. And I did not want to get my ATAR score because I knew that regardless of what it was, I couldn't work any harder. So if it was too low, I couldn't do any more to make it higher. And if it was too high, I knew that I'd kind of be annoyed as well. And I know that you're probably thinking, what does it even mean to be too high? And I agree. What does that even mean? Anyway, I got my score and it was very, very, very high. And I felt stupid that it was so high, which again, makes no sense. And I was kind of like, why do I feel this way? And I think it's because for the year... I have been struggling. I've been struggling mentally and emotionally. I haven't been enjoying life. And yet I was annoyed that despite the fact that I've been struggling and despite the fact that that has been because of school in lots of ways, my score for school still seemed very high, which meant that from the outside perspective of those who didn't know me and who only look at numbers and things like that, it would seem like I'm still doing great and loving life and that I love school and all these things, which I just feel are not true. And I think that was the part of why it began to annoy me. But it also annoyed me because I was like, I don't even want to use this score. I don't know how many of you know, but next year I don't want to go to university. I want to, need to probably have a gap year to just take some time to rest, reflect, relax, reset, all the R words. And so I was like, cool. But seeing this ATAR and seeing all that I could do with it. I felt like maybe I was wasting this ATAR. Maybe I was wasting all my hard work at school if I took a gap year. And so getting this predicted score, which really means nothing, put everything into question for me, which I did not like. And the overachiever in me was happy, but the part of me that's trying to fight the overachiever in me was very upset and annoyed and felt like sick and tired. And after that, I got to go to my favorite subject ever, I'm definitely joking, which is maths, where most days I feel pretty stupid because I don't know how to do any of the questions. And as I was sitting in maths after getting the score, I just, like I was saying, felt like my emotions were out of control and like anxiety was just coming onto me and I was questioning everything. That was when my maths teacher, who was very sweet, came over and said, Talia, maybe you could think about dropping a subject. I only need five subjects and I currently do six, so I could easily drop one. And I just could not get this thought out of my head. It's one of those light bulb moments where like, yes, that makes so much sense. Why hadn't I thought of it before? And this is potentially long-winded and I'm sorry if you don't like this, but I'm getting to a point. So I began the process to drop chemistry. And as of yesterday, I have dropped chemistry, which is crazy and scary and exciting. But yeah, and it was hard because I needed to talk to a lot of people who I really respected and who really respected me, but also who all had an image and a certain idea of me in their head. They thought I was the high achiever, the one who wanted everything, the one who wanted the highest possible score, the one who only cared about numbers. And instead, I had to go up to them. A lot of these people who were like deputies and principals and people in the school who really quote unquote mattered and whose job was to make sure that I got the highest possible score. And I needed to tell them 
that I was struggling and that I wanted to drop a subject, which was so hard for me because I felt like such a failure. Dropping a subject made me feel like I was failing. Saying, oh, I'm going to drop chemistry feels like you're failing, like drop, quit. And that in my head, it was just alarm bells, alarm bells, Talia, why will you do that? Why? Like you're making life too easy on yourself. And I just felt so guilty and gross. And everyone was like, you must feel excited. And I was like, I feel sick. Like I'm questioning this. And even though I was questioning it, I still had to go to all these people who I valued and respected And I felt like I had to let them down and tell them, no, I'm not doing this the way that you expected me to do it. I'm not going to get the highest possible score. I'm going to try to be happy instead. And it is the right decision for so many ways. It's logical and it is the right choice. But I, in that time, my emotions were not telling me that it was right. The alarm bells were ringing. I felt sick. I did not feel necessarily confident that I was making the right decision. But in those moments, like I was talking about before, I had to focus on what I knew to be true. And I knew that Talia, you are enough regardless of whether you do six subjects or not. Your life will go exactly the way it's supposed to, even if your ATAR is a little bit lower than what you had hoped for or what the predicted says you would get. Uh, You are not failing (laughs) and that your worth is not measured in numbers. It's measured in the way you make people feel. And even then it's not measured in that. It's measured by the fact that God loves you and God created you perfectly. So again, regardless of what you believe, I hope that you can take something from that and realize that you are enough. And since then, I've just been telling myself that over and over again because I don't know what I want to do next year. I do not know what I want to do next year. And I know that I need to take a break, but that freaks me out because I can't imagine just not doing anything for a while and not achieving anything. But I have to remind myself that it's okay not to be achieving anything. It's actually better than okay. And it's essential at times to not be achieving anything. And instead, I need to really just enjoy the moment, soak it up and live life and love people well. And a quote that I heard this week that a friend told me, which I've kind of been learning and processing for the whole year, but haven't had clear and good words to say and put it to is this. Why help people globally when you can make a difference locally? And that sums up a lot for me. I guess I spent the week realizing my priorities, trying to change some deep foundations of myself, trying to achieve, uh, trying to change some of that overachiever instinct within myself, trying to remind myself that okay if I don't know where I'm going it'll all turn out correctly I just got to keep on joining the dots together keep on learning the lesson keep on putting in the hard work but also just keep on having fun and enjoying life and loving the people around me well and being thankful and grateful for what I do have and I have been blessed in so many ways which is such a Christianese word anyway I hope that you all got something from that Regardless of what it is, I hope that you feel encouraged and a little bit inspired. Hope that the gratitude at the start grounded you. And I do hope and pray and believe for you that you can each find a way to feel a little bit more grounded this week. Even if it's coloring in, listening to a good song outside, eating some good food. The world is full of beautiful things, but it is also hard and it's okay to feel like it is hard. You are not alone. You are enough exactly as you are. And I hope you have an okay week. And with that, good luck, Charlie. I hope you enjoy. And adios, amigos. Good luck, Charlie. Bubba dibba dibba dibba.